Oral Histories of the National Railway Museum. The Cannonball Link, Suburban Lines, Incidents and Accidents make up part three of Keith Fitzpatrick's career with the SAR. So once you were qualified to become a driver, yeah. it was the Southern Link where you were started as a driver? Yeah. At what point did you start doing the really long haul? When I became a driver, I wasn't driving the Express. There was 14 Express drivers. They were called the Cannonball Link. They only had about 14 crews that them days. And as a fireman, I fired for one of the hardest ones of the lot, old Jackie Overall. He had no bloody idea, I can tell you. <laughs> but, well, he's driving the Express. So did you start on suburban lines as a yeah, driver? I started off, that was all links then. It's had so many drivers and firemen to, you know, links. Where you was rostered, uh, I started off on the suburban link, where uh, we only only work suburban trains. Oh, I'm telling a lie. We used to work the Belair that was uphill all the way. As soon as it left Goodwood, you was uphill all the way. Oh. Did you like driving the suburban network? Oh, I didn't mind it. The suburban it was where you learnt to be a fireman. On the suburban, you got a taste of uphill because you'd get a, the odd Belair Bridgewater, and that give you an idea of what it, what it was like firing uphill. So, did you have any significant accidents? Did you ever experience any derailments or or anything? Oh yes, I'll never forget. We're coming home on the Barmera train. I got it at Tailham Bend and away we went. Well, we got to Mount Lofty and uh, from Mount Lofty, you might as well say that Adelaide was all downhill. Start to level out from Mitcham. Well, this day we had leveled out and I took off and we had a mountain type. He was only allowed to do 50 on a mountain type. And uh, we was running express from Mount Lofty to Adelaide we got down to Mitcham and I took off out of Mitcham because it was picking up time and there was two crossings. One I went through was protected by uh, wigwags and all the rest mm. of it. And the second one, I'm doing 50 miles an hour because you could only do 50 then days on the mountain top. Blew the whistle for the crossing and the joker pulls up at the crossing there's a down train coming, that was a red end. And he pulls up and the red end goes and he takes off. So I'm watching him and I grab hold of the whistle and I hang on to it. He got it in the middle of the line and he stopped. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm, a, I'm about here to that house away from him and I've got no hope of pulling up and he sees me and he takes off backwards and he's not fast enough he had a holding and he that far back from the what's name I hit him hit him in the front of his vehicle yeah 
took everything off. <laughs> past, past his bloody engine. Anyway, by the time I pulled up, more than half of him was gone. His body? No, not his this body. Car. No, 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 his car. The water and the oil were both flowing. Of course, it's holding the traffic up. Well, there he is. He's standing there, he's looking <laughs> at his Holden. <laughs> he said, you the driver? I said, yeah. He said, I hope you know when I stopped back there, I wasn't over the line. I said, no, no, you wasn't. I said, in fact, I said, I've just come back here to see you took off half your car. <laughs> he said, you're a smart bugger, aren't you? <laughs> I said, no, mate, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been pretty horrible if you if he hadn't backed up. And I said to him, "You had a, your wife in the car." Yeah, he said. I said, "Where is she?" Oh, he said, "She's over there leaning up against the post." I said, "She's she's not very happy." I said, "Oh, can't understand that." <laughs> He said, I'll take her around and give her a cup of tea. She'll be right. <laughs> and he, he pleaded not guilty right up until the day I had to go to court. And then they, they said, oh, he's cancelled that. He's pleaded guilty. I said, I wonder why. <laughs> oh. oh, God. <laughs> Was that the worst experience you ever had? No. I had a few derailments, quietly. I had a derailment on the, uh, we were going to Port Perry and uh, we left Salisbury. The passenger train derailed. That was a heat thing. I come out of uh, Salisbury station and the line had buckled. It derailed four of the eight cars I had on. I wasn't going very fast and picked up speed. but. They had a lot of old people on the train and uh, they got shaken up because when we did our, you know, they get on the ballast and blah, 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 blah. But the worst one I ever had was at Balearta. I was going down on the jet. Certain goods trains, they made them into jet trains. You was allowed to do 60. Well, we're going to Tarnum Bend. Five, five, five we used to leave. From Adelaide? Yeah, Adelaide. We come to Balearta. When you come down to Balearta, you come around and you turn around like that, and then you go up. So you've got a big left-hand bend, yeah. and then you go up again, yeah. yeah. We'd gone around and we, there was a train sitting in the, with a 520 class on it. It was sitting in the siding waiting for us to go past Anyway, I get halfway through Balearta and the air goes on me. I thought, oh, I said, oh my mate, bloody air hose gone. I said, get in the diesel and bring me out the monkey wrench and all the rest of it. And, and I'm walking back and I'm thinking to myself, this bloody thing is getting closer and closer and closer. 
And what happened was, about six or eight cars back, the thing derailed. And they used to pick up goods van from Islington and put it on the jet. I'm thinking, bloody hell, I don't like the look of this. And a voice says, Is that you, Fitz? I said, Yeah. He said, uh, Thanks what you did to our train. I said, What did I do to your train? I said, I haven't done any bloody train. He said, You get down a bit further around the next bend. Went around the next bend, and what had happened was the thing had derailed. It had hit the diesel electric that he had on the front. So this was the, the final cab? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a 520 past steamy and one of these big trucks from Islington had derailed just as it got to it and hit it head on. And not only derailed the bloody engine, half the bloody train had come off at that particular place the passing siding was covered with stone that hit that and then the, the, the next 34 went boom, 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 down there cutting in the, the reef that was there this was on a Friday night they never cleared it till the following Tuesday because they couldn't get no heavy stuff in there to fix it Half the train was all right, but the other half was, I think there was 34, went down and sh straight down into the gully. Were there any consequences for you as a result? Never of heard a thing. Didn't even go to an uh, inquiry. And when you were a driver, was there a favourite route for you? Yeah. <laughs> I've got another story about that. Good. Uh, the Piri, I like the Piri line. Because? It was a fast line, and uh, it wasn't a threatening sort of a line. I know it sounds stupid, but I was on the east-west, and we, we'd left Bowman's, and we're tearing along between two stations. There's a joker running down the side of the track, waving a green flag. Apparently he never had anything else but green. So I immediately applied the brakes and slowed down and he screamed at me, stop, stop, stop. So I, I pulls up and he climbs up on the cab. I said, what's going on, mate? And he said, oh, we've had a bit of a problem. He said, we're coming home from Western Australia. I said, yeah, and he said, my car's halfway across the main line. I said, well, it's not a good practice, I said, to be uh, waving a, a green flag. He said, why a green flag? I said, well, green flag says go, red flag, I said, stop. Anyway, I said, hop on, so he hops on, and away we go. And we go for a little while, and he said, round the next bend. <laughs> I slowed right down. 
and I'm on the east-west. And uh, I said, you're costing us money. He said, never mind about the bloody money, mate. My mother-in-law, that's what we're worried about. I said, what are you worried about her? He said, she's in the car. I said, she's in the car? He said, yeah. I said, well, there's a hell of a lot of mother-in-laws around and they're probably in cars too. He said, <laughs> not this situation. Anyway, we come up and we get up the top of the hill and just over the top of the hill down there, here's a car upside down across the line. And I said, well, that's nice. Anyway, I'd slowed right down and I just pulled up. And he said, my mother-in-law's in the back of that car. I said, God, stiffen the crows, is she all right? Well, he said, yeah, he said, I've got in it. And he said, then I heard you blow the whistle and I thought, oh, my God. Well, to start with, our first thing is to get her out of the car. Anyway, lo and behold, in the meantime, a farmer had come home and there was a farmyard over on the other side of the road. And he, he pulled his car up and he came over and he said, what's the trouble? I said, you see that car there? He said, yeah. I said, there's a woman in the back seat. He said, it's upside down. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, she's the same. <laughs> and he said, well, we better do something about it. I said, yeah, I think we'd better. I said, I've got the bloody East West on behind me. <laughs> oh, shit, he said. So, he said, I'll be back in a minute. And back he came with a bloody great big bloody thing. I don't know what it was. And he said, I'll lift the car, he said, and put it on its tracks, he said, and get it off the line. I said, oh, thanks, mate. And was the mother-in-law OK? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He lifted it up and, of course, I, I went out straight over and had a look at her and had talked to her. She said, that's frightening. I said, yeah, I'll say. It would be bloody more frightening if I hadn't been looking. So, at what point were diesel locomotives introduced into the system? Was it soon after the war, relatively soon after? Oh yeah, it was a long time after the war. Oh, okay. And how did you feel about the diesel locomotives? Did you always want to stay with steam or were you excited about diesel locomotives? Yeah. Uh it was a lot easier, a lot easier. As a driver, it was easier? Oh, yeah. Well, the loads got bigger. <laughs> In terms of training to become a diesel driver, how long did that take? Oh, not long, not long. It was only a matter of different powers, that's all. And it was a lot more comfortable. I was... Uh, a cannonballer for a fair while. Now explain to me what a cannonballer was. Cannonballer was a, the name for express drivers. So which, which routes were they? They were to Melbourne? To all sorts. When I was working, we used to work the Melbourne Express when I was firing to uh, service them five miles over the border. And at that point, would they change the crew, would they? Yeah, they'd change the crew there, and then they'd change it again at Ararat. When we used to work to service them, the diesel didn't come out. They were all steamies. You'd get a mountain type to tail and bend with a 
and get a 600 class and take that to Wolseley. And then at Wolseley? Wolseley they'd have a S class there that we'd change over with the crew. They went on to Melbourne. That was going back a long time ago. Did you ever take a train all the way through to Melbourne? No. No, the furthest I ever went was Serviston. But they go further than that now, apparently. But uh, I don't know anything about that. And you, you worked the Victor Harbour line? Oh, yeah, I worked, I, I worked a lot of Victors. One many people knew the Victor line. There were no problems with it. And at what point did you retire from the railways? There was a lot of us that retired at the same time. Was uh, that for a particular reason? Oh, no, I was running shift foreman then. What's the role of a running shift foreman? Well, he's in charge of the depot at Mile End. But you weren't driving at no, that point? No, 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 I was a qualified runner shift foreman. And were there particular friends that you remember from your time on the railways? Yeah, actually I, I don't think I ever had words with anybody, to tell you the truth. You'd have to be awfully bloody put out if you did. How long would it take to take a train from Adelaide through to Serviston, a steam train? I was a cannonballer as a fireman. So the Adelaide Express, what time of day would that leave Adelaide Railway Station? 6.40. PM? PM. And what time would it get to Serviston? Would it be sometime the next morning? Oh yeah, it would be in the morning. Look, thank you very much oh, for that's, that's all right. one, for such an interesting story and two, for such an important contribution to <laughs> yeah. South Australian history in the railways. Thanks for listening to this oral history podcast from the National Railway Museum.